welcome to the Fort Bragg PWOC podcast. Today, I'm so excited to welcome Stacy Doris, the Stuttgart PWOC president. She has been stationed in Germany for about a year and a half now. However, she has deep roots from here in North Carolina. She is originally from Charlotte, and she's been stationed at Bragg twice now. Join me as we welcome Stacy as she shares God's truth with us today. Greetings uh, to my uh, beloved sisters in Christ at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Um, I have strong roots from North Carolina. I was born and raised in Charlotte, have family in Eastern North Carolina, have uh, lived at Fort Bragg twice. My son was born there. So it's a blessing to connect with you guys in this way. Um, Just want to say like all of us, we are, I just keep thinking we're all in this boat together in this national, uh, this worldwide pandemic that we're in. And uh, I'm currently stationed in Stuttgart, Germany. So things seem to be shutting down daily uh, around us. Um, uh, The schools are closed, gyms closed, commissaries closed, um, post office still open. Um, I'm sorry, I think I said the commissary is open at this point, but uh, chapels are closed. So we, like you guys, are looking for creative ways to connect. Um, we also are doing some Facebook Live worship on our page or posting uh, like two devotions a week to try to encourage the women. We are, we've encouraged our ladies to find a prayer partner, a battle buddy during this time. So uh, whether that's by phone or we have at this point been given permission together in small groups of two or three, as long as we maintain all the military requirements of the proper distance, no touching, if you feel sick, self-quarantine, those kind of things. So um, so just wanna give a shout out to you guys. I had posted a devotion on my personal Facebook page that my friend Cindy Pio, who's there, who was there, I met when I was there the last time, asked if I would share this with you guys. And obviously I'm delighted to do that. So I wanted to share that a little about a week and a half ago, we had not last Friday, but the Friday before last, we had our final programs planning meeting for our, what may be our last program last week on March the 10th. And uh, we were praying together at the end. And of course, we prayed over this coronavirus. And as we were praying, I really felt the Lord speak to my heart um, that I was just to be still and that we were to be still and know that he's God. And so I began to pray into that. And I just believe the Holy Spirit was saying, this is an opportunity ladies for us to be still and know that he's God. We live in a busy world. We're busy women. We're always going. Most of the times we say, we don't have time for this. We don't have time for that. Um, but now we do. Now we've got time to pray with and for our children. Now we got time to read the Bible and journal and I don't know, exercise more, I don't, whatever, whatever's in your fill in the blank, fill it in. So I really began to ponder that. Well, then on Thursday, we were joining with some other concerns to do a joint spring retreat, which was supposed to be this upcoming weekend. Obviously, that's not going to happen, but we got together for our final kind of meeting and to pray together. We're working with the hotel to reschedule for the fall, and we decided to put together the bags that we had got, Um, and for those ladies are scheduled to PCS and move this summer, Lord willing, (laughs) you know. Um, So each concern had brought some things to put in the bag, 
and I'm going to show your sister here because they others can't see it. But some ladies brought some prayer rocks. So the first rock that um, my friend Tina, who's our retreat coordinator, pulled out and handed to me had this little verse on it. Had the, and it's be still and know that I'm God. And they all, every prayer rock had a separate verse. So I knew that this was confirmation that truly this was from the Lord that he was speaking this to me. So on Friday, I read the whole Psalm and was really blessed when I read it that Psalm 4610, the whole verse says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And I was like, wow, like that just really spoke to me. So Saturday morning, I got up and I decided to read it again. You know, I was meditating on it and I had never made this connection before, but I noticed up at the top, I've gotten to where I read Bible Hub a lot. It had the subscripts for Second Kings uh, chapters 18 and 19 and Second Chronicles chapters 32, as well as Psalm um, 46, 47 and 48. So as I researched and dug in it that morning, I realized that Psalm 46, 47, and 48 were all written by the sons of Korah, who were musicians during the day of King Hezekiah, who was the king of Jerusalem, a king of Judah at that time. And it was written during a time when the Assyrians laid siege to Jerusalem, and King Shanasherib was the king of Assyria. So I, I really, I just got into Kings and Chronicles. And let me tell you some of, some of what I discovered as I read about King Hezekiah and was really motivated and inspired by his faithfulness. Um, so, okay, hold on. All right. So Second Chronicles chapters 29 through 31 basically tell of all the good things that King Hezekiah did. So. He gets three chapters, lady, three whole chapters of all the good things that he did. And they're long too. They're not short, they're long. But I'm just gonna summarize some of the good things that King Hezekiah did. He cleanses the temple. He restores temple worship. He reinstitutes the, re the Passover feast, which I don't know how long it had been since they, since they did it. And he actually invited the northern kingdom, the king of Israel, and all of them, all of the Israelites in the northern kingdom to join for this great Passover celebration feast that they put together. Um, they tell of him destroying all the idols in the land. Um, and also a second Kings chapters 18 and 19 talk about that too. And they say that um, Hezekiah removed the high places. He shattered the sacred pillars. He cut down the Asherah poles and he demolished the bronze snake that Moses had made because people were burning incense to it. So he does all these good things. And um, actually we see that actually in second Kings chapters, second Kings 18, three, uh, the Bible says that Hezekiah did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his, father David had done. And it goes on to say in verses five and six that Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. No king of Judah was like him either before or after him. He remained faithful to the Lord and did not turn from following him. So uh, as I read that, I recognized, well, Hezekiah got uh, the best king of Judah award. So he does 
all these great things. And then you get to Second Chronicles chapter 32. And the very first verse says, after all these acts of faithfulness, Shenasherib, king of Assyria, came and invaded Judah. So here he's done all these good things. And the very first verse of chapter 32 says, after all these acts of faithfulness, here comes an enemy. And sometimes we, we feel like that. Like we feel like we're doing what's right. And why, why is all this bad happening to me, Lord? But Brother Peter says in 1 Peter 4, 12, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial that has come upon you as though um, something strange were happening to you. And then Brother James adds in James chapter 1 that the testing of our faith develops perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking no nothing. So King Shenasherib actually sends men to try to get the Israelites to surrender and give up. They taunt the man on the wall of Jerusalem saying, tell Hezekiah that this is what the great king, the king of Assyria says. What is the basis of this confidence of yours? You claim to have a strategy and strength for war, but these are empty words. In whom are you now trusting that you have rebelled against me? Israel's palace administrator, Eliakim, says, he tells them like, don't speak to us in Hebrew, speak to us in Assyrian because we can understand Assyrian. But the Assyrian messengers taunt all the more loudly in Hebrew, and they say, hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Do not let Hezekiah persuade you to trust in the Lord when he says the Lord will surely rescue us. This city will not be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria. He goes on to say, has the God of any nation ever delivered his land from the hand of the king of Assyria? Who among all the gods of these lands has delivered his land from my hand? How then can the Lord deliver Jerusalem from my hand? So Hezekiah gets this report. And the first thing he does is he goes and he turns to the Lord and he prays. And he prays, O Lord, God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You made the heavens and the earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to the words that Shenasherib has sent to defy the living God. Truly, O Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste these nations and their lands. They have cast their gods into the fire and destroyed them, for they were not gods at all, but only wood and stone, the work of human hands. And now, Lord, please save us from his hands so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone, O Lord, are God. So God sends Isaiah the prophet to Hezekiah with an answer to his prayer. And God says, the king of Assyria um, will go back from the way he came. And God says he will surely defend Jerusalem and Shenasherib will not enter the city. He says not one arrow will enter the city of Jerusalem. And then the Bible says that very night, the angel of the Lord went out and struck down 185,000 men in the camp of the Assyrians. When the people got up the next morning, there were dead bodies lying all around. So Shenasherib, king of Assyria, breaks camp and withdraws and returns to Nineveh. So this is the time that Psalm 46 is written. It's written um, during a time of crisis when Jerusalem is being besieged by an enemy army. 
And it is the story of God delivering the Jews from the Assyrians. And historically, all the nations around, that is true. Hezekiah said, it is true, God, all these nations, um, the Assyrians have conquered. They've laid waste, every single one of them. But they trusted in their gods who weren't gods at all. And so last week, uh, we had our final program on March the 10th in PWC here at Stuttgart. And one of the songs, we ended up closing in worship instead of opening in worship. We did it a little different where we sang a song and then we, we called it a soak and just listen to the words. You could journal, um, you could stand and sing, but we just wanted the words to minister to you. Well, one of the verses, that, one of the songs that we sang was Open Up Our Eyes by Elevation Worship. And I don't know if you ladies have ever heard that I encourage you to listen to it. I never heard it until I started researching for this program. But it's a beautiful song. And one of the, um, the lyrics of the main course says that our God is fighting for us, for us. Our God is fighting for us all. So I share with the ladies that Exodus 14, 14, God speaks through Moses and tells the people that he is, that Moses tells the people that God is going to fight for them. They need only to be still. Um, so this is, this is when the Israelites are at the Red Sea and the Egyptians are closing in on them. But Moses says, hey, don't fear. God's going to fight for you. You just need to be still. And then we had also talked about Esther at our program because March the 10th was Purim. I don't know if you know that, ladies, of last week, but that's when God delivered the Jews from, um, um, from Haman in the day of Esther. So, again, God, we see that in the book of Esther, even though God's name is never mentioned in the book of Esther, that he was truly behind the scenes fighting for his people. And then I discovered this last weekend, ladies, in the day of Hezekiah, um, God, again, was fighting for his people. And Second Chronicles, in Second Chronicles 32, 7, Hezekiah actually encourages the people. That's after they get all these taunts. He encourages them and he says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged before the king of Assyria and this vast army with him. For there is a greater one with us than with him. With him is only the arm of flesh. But with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. Ladies, our God is still with us today. He has promised to never leave us nor forsake us. He is greater than the coronavirus. He is our God who will help us and fight our battles. I love how Psalm 46, 1 begins. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help for us in our time of trouble. And again, this was written during a day of trouble. Friends, it's all perspective. I'm choosing to see this as an opportunity to be still and know that he is God. This is an opportunity for us to draw nigh to him that he will draw nigh to us. Like we start, like I shared at the beginning, what are some things that you've been wanting to do, but you're just too busy to do? Well, now is the time to do that and to make the most of, of this opportunity. Um, so I just want to encourage you that God has been speaking, ladies. He is speaking even in these dark and difficult days. May we have ears to hear. He is still behind the scenes fighting for us. And may you be encouraged by this truth. And may you be still and know that he is God.
Hi, thank you for listening to Protestant Women of the Chapel, Fort Bragg. We are workers together for Christ. If you've been inspired, please share our podcast with those who could use a good word. Thank you.